Oh my God, we are back again. Yes, Jesus, I'm so happy to be here. Um, my name is Stephanie. I am the host of the Remix Your well of the Remix Movement podcast, and this is Remix Your Life. Um, we have two episodes a week. I'm just uh, reiterating because it's been a while since I I have been here. <laughs> I've been doing some traveling. I've been doing some vacationing. I've been spending some time with family and uh, quality time with my husband. So I want to take some time to just uh, refresh your memories that uh, we do two episodes a week. One of them is during the the middle of the week when basically I do uh, I just talk about what the Bible says, what's going on in my life, how we can apply encourage you lift you up in the name of jesus and then on fridays we do our friday prayer wave so the last time you guys heard my voice (laughs) on the podcast was the end of august and we are about to end september so i did take uh about a few weeks maybe a month to uh to kind of have fun in the summer i guess it's, it's still the summer because tomorrow uh september 22nd is the first day of fall and um, sometimes, guys, we get all wrapped up with the routine and what's going on and, and doing everything the same every day. And you just need to take a break out of it. Right. You, you need to stop and do something different, do something fresh, innovate yourself, encourage yourself, spend quality time with people. So I want to talk a little bit about that. And then I want to talk about some stuff that's going on with me health wise And I always ask for prayers, so if you guys can just keep praying for me, I appreciate it. Um, But yeah, God is good, he's amazing, and he's given us this platform for us to be able to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. So that's it. This is episode 219, and um, since August, what have I been up to? Let's see, I went to go visit my goddaughter again. She's getting beautiful, she's getting big, she's growing her personality, she's laughing. I love her so much, and I spent time with her mom and her sister and her dad. So shout out to Priscilla, Nana, and uh, Brawlin. And I got to spend some time with my grandmother and my family. I had some family members from New Jersey come down to one of my resorts in Orlando, and we had a really good time. We had a time where we could encourage each other, lift each other up, laugh with each other, take pictures with each other. I'm talking about I got maybe like 20 people <laughs> of just family and friends in one picture. I brought the tripod. I, I got everybody. I had the automatic clicker. It was a thing. So um, we went to the pool. We ate together. We barbecued. We, we talked about where we're at. We made some surprises happen. I'm talking about... First, it was going to be me only because that weekend was, I believe, Labor Day weekend. And Lewis was supposed to work. And thank you, Lord, he opened up a way for him to have at least Saturday off. And then he called me. He's like, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go see you. And it was a surprise. So um, everybody was surprised to see him. Everybody was surprised to see my family. Um, They came over, too. And right after that, Orlando, we went to this really small place up north that I've never been to before. The name of the city is Citrus Springs. And uh, I went canoeing with my sister. And I went uh, ATVing or dune bugging for the first time. It was amazing. It was a really cool adventure. Um, Lewis met them to celebrate their anniversary. 
And then uh, he left to go to work on Sunday, but it was just us four, almost like uh, back in the day when it was just us four. Um, Louis's, um, I'm sorry, Louis had to work, so he wasn't there. My sister's boyfriend had to work, so she, he wasn't there. And it was just so nice. I spent a lot of quality time with my parents. Um, let's see what else we did. Okay, so then after that, I had maybe like a week to pack and get ready because I had to go on a business trip and I went to Las Vegas for the very first time. Now guys, Las Vegas, everybody thinks of sin city, but I'm a believer of Christ and I was able to go to Las Vegas. I did not sin. <laughs> um, but I made some really good memories with Lewis. Um, we went to the grand Canyon for the first time ever. It was an interesting drive from, uh, one of our resort. Well, one of my resorts, uh, up there, it was about two hours and 15 minutes. Um, then we, we went to the strip. We walked a lot. We talked a lot. We spent quality time together. We laughed a lot. And guys, okay. The first thing I want to say is for those people on the West side in Las Vegas who have never been to Florida, they are polar opposites. I'm talking about weather was something that was really trippy for me. Um, I was raised in Florida and um, I'm used to the humidity and I'm used to sweating and I'm used to, you know, going to the pool all the time, feeling hot. I'm used to that kind of weather. When I went to Las Vegas for the first time, I experienced really weird things going on with my hair and my face and my skin. It was weird. Um, it's desert dry over there. There's no humidity. My hair crunked up like it did not curl. It was dry and patchy. I had to put it in braids. I had to put it in a bun. I had to figure out a way to contain it because when I didn't contain it, even when I washed it and put my products in it, it would just dry. Um, it was weird. <laughs> But uh, I had a hat, thank the Lord, I had ponytails, and then my skin would get really dry. I mean, I would lay out, I would attempt to lay out at the pool in Las Vegas, and it was so dry, I would feel my skin turning, like, white and ashy, and I was like, okay, no, I'm done with this, this is done. So I had cream with me, I had chapstick with me, because your, your, your lips get dry, and you, you tend to be more thirsty. So I noticed, like, Lewis and I would drink a lot more water, drink a lot more soda, drink a lot more juice. We were drinking a lot, like, not alcohol, but we were drinking a lot of water, juice, and soda because it's so dry. And I'm not used to that. Like, here, it's humid, and you drink water, you have to, like, push yourself to do it over there. Like, there's no pushing yourself. You're, like, thirsty, legitimately thirsty. But uh, but other than that, I got used to it. Um, we saw a lot of gambling slot machines. We saw a lot of like shows that they had performances at the hotels. We walked a lot like on the strip. You think that the hotels are so close to each other and they're really not that close to each other. Like you got to cross streets. You got to go up escalators. You got to go down the uh, stairs, then you, you got to cross around and like the hotels have different entrances. So sometimes you get out on one end and then you walk around the other end. It's a lot of walking and we found ourselves like really tired. So like it took us like three days just to get all of the hotels done. Um, we went to downtown Las Vegas for the first time. It's, uh, it's called Fremont street experience. And that was cool. That was cool. I worked a lot. And I thank God for Lewis's patience. He was helping me out taking videos, social media pics, vid uh, 
photos. We did room tours. I do the the digital marketing for my my company. And it was a lot of work. I mean, I had to wake up early. I had to meet managers. I got a tour of the resorts. I got a tour of the sales office. Like, it was just a lot, right? Um, and, and my boss, like, she's so awesome. She allowed us to be able to be there for a whole week. So we stayed four days in one of our resorts and four days in the other. One of them is 20 minutes from the Strip, and the other one is, like, on the other side, closer to, like, the Red Rock, uh, Red Rock Canyons and the Hoover Dam and things like that. But it was a really, really good experience. So I enjoyed my time with Lewis there. I enjoyed my time with my parents. I enjoyed my time with my sister, with my family. Um, I just did a lot of just like relaxing with people I love, I care about. It was just really cool. And uh, and and then after we came back from that three-hour time difference, which I'm telling you jet lag is real, okay, um, I had to go to the doctor. <laughs> today I got into the office Tuesday morning and then I told my boss I'm like I, I got an appointment on Wednesday morning <laughs> so um I went to the doctor it was my annual OBGYN appointment I highly suggest if you're a woman and uh and you get your regular menstrual cycles get yourself checked it's good for your health um it's it's included when you have insurance so if you have medical insurance every year it's included with your insurance um, and check yourself, make sure that you are, uh, good with your hormones and your ovaries and everything that goes on with you. Um, so I went and this was like the second time I see my OBGYN because prior to going to Las Vegas, I had an appointment and, um, you know, I had to get an ultrasound done. They wanted to check my, uh, ovaries and I got to the office and it was really funny because I told Lewis, I said, okay, babe, I'm going to come back right after. The appointment's at 10. I'm going to take my time. And normally when I go to the doctors, I'm very nervous. Um, I do get what's called white coat syndrome, where basically uh, you experience, like, nervousness, anxiousness. Uh, you just don't like being in the doctor's office waiting. You Like, it's just a whole process. Mentally, you have to prepare yourself to go in early. Even though you have an appointment, you have to wait in the waiting room give your uh, insurance card if it's new, talk to the people, wait until they call you. And then when they call you, wait in the room for the doctor to talk to you. It's just whenever that used to happen to me, I would get anxious, right? They would check my vitals. And most of the time prior, it would be like high blood pressure because of the fact that I was anxious. And um, this time around, it was different. Um, I prayed before I went to the doctor's office and I knew that I had to find out what's going on with me, my PCOS and my female hormones. And I, and we're coming up on the anniversary of me and Lewis's decision of trying to conceive with medical assistance. It's going to be seven years next Wednesday. And I remember the very first time we made that decision. And I remember how sad I was because I didn't know if it was him or if it was me. I, I didn't know, like, how it was going to be going to the doctor, making appointments, dealing with insurance, uh, dealing with the billing. And I remember it, it was just so different back then to what it was now. Um, but, yeah, she she went over my blood results. Um, you know, she was like, yeah, it's nothing new. You have polycystic ovarian syndrome. Um, and I told her, I said, okay, well, what is the next step? Because I'm, I want to have a child and I want to move forward with my husband. I want to have a family with him. I want to get better. So I have been on a health journey 
And I have been working out and I've been like checking up on like what foods are good, what supplements are good to help out with, you know, certain weight loss, certain um, stress management and things like that. But I, I feel the need to like do more. So like I'm at the point where like I want to try a fertility drug to see if maybe that would help. I did start on a fertility drug called Clomid back when we first started um, seven years ago. It did not work. The side effects were terrible. Um it didn't induce ovulation. It didn't help out with, um, you know, the timing of when we were baby dancing. Uh, it didn't hold and it didn't work out. But I did some um, research and I noticed that people with PCOS have a higher chance of conceiving when using a drug called Femera. So I, I asked her about it. And of course, she gave me the rundown. And it, I love how God does this, right? Because God will say things through people that you won't catch until later. So as I'm sitting there, I'm not taking notes. I'm listening to her. And she's telling me things that I, I, I'm aware of, right? I need to lose weight. I need to stay active. Um, and I said, okay, well, what's the next step, right? What do I need to do to get on this drug to move forward? She tells me what it is that I need, right? And she says, but you're good. Your ovaries are fine. Your egg quality is fine. Your, your uh, blood levels are fine. You're good but you have to wait until your next cycle. <laughs> and when she says you have to wait, right? Um, I, I'm like, okay, I'm counting, you know? She's like, well, hopefully you get it in the next couple weeks. And if you don't get it after four months, then call me and uh, we're going to have to get you on a drug to induce it. And I've been on that before, right? Every doctor is different. She didn't want to do that now because she saw my ultrasound that I'm about to get it, right? So... I leave the doctor's office and she's like, oh, but if for any chance you, you need to also get um, an HSG ultrasound, right? To, to basically they put like a dye to, to see if your fallopian tubes are open. And, um, and then after that, your husband has to get a semen analysis. You know, we're aware of it, right? But if it's, if it's within a year, I can accept it. So I'm driving to work. <laughs> I didn't go home. I'm like, I'm on crunch time. I call my my IVF doctor from before and I and I'm asking all the questions like, hey, did we do this? Did we do that? Um, she tells me Lewis did. Uh, he made he had one done uh, back in February of 2021. I said, oh, that's great. That's fantastic. And then I ask her about me and she says, oh, but you've never had that in our office. The last time I had that procedure done, that particular ultrasound was 2018, 2018. Uh, when we were living closer to Boca Raton. And I'm like, okay. And like part of me was disappointed. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Because I was just like, man, I really thought that I had that done. She's like, well, no, you didn't get that one done. You got another one done. Because at the time, you know, some of my, oh, my hormones were elevated. So we didn't do that one. We did another one. So, okay, 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 that's fine. Uh, they gave me a prescription for it. And she says, oh, but you're good. But we, but we, we can't do that ultrasound until you get your cycle. Okay, so both of my doctors are telling me that I have to wait. And after I finished getting off the phone, sent a message to Lewis, I felt, like, annoyed. I don't know if annoyed is the right word. I think maybe tired is the right world, uh, word. I felt annoyed. I felt like you're doing such a great job, you're in such good condition, but you have to wait. And for me, when they say you have to wait, I think I have to wait again. 
I mean, it's been seven years, and I know how this is, right? When you change doctors or you move, um, I know everything has to be done on a time basis. And when you don't meet that time and you have to wait for something that usually doesn't come on time, because I have very regular cycles, it's annoying now. See, a year, a year ago to, like, this time, I could have been crying. I could have been asking questions. I could have been complaining. I could have been like, oh, my God, this is never going to happen. I could have been disappointed. And I know that Stephanie last year would have been crying, right? Because it's a very emotional thing when you want something so bad and it hasn't happened yet, right? Now I'm not crying. Now I'm just tired and annoying, like annoyed. I'm like, you're telling me I, I'm doing great with my workout. I'm doing great with my diet. You're telling me I, I have good egg quality. Everything is going great, but I have to wait again. And I have to wait on something that I don't have control over. <laughs> um, I do not have control over when it comes, when it doesn't come. Um, but apparently, according to my ultrasound, it's going to come. So for all the guys out there, I'm sorry, TMI, if it's too much for you to understand. The point I'm trying to get to, right, the point of all this is to say, sometimes we think as believers that we are excelling and we are on the right track, and we are, okay? You're, you're doing your devotional time. You're praying. You're giving your tithes and offering. You're attending church. You're treating your neighbor right. You're, you're saying the right things, right? You're on the right track, okay? You are trying to meet your goals. You're trying to get closer to God and you're on the right track. You're good. But sometimes God will say, but you have to wait again. And we, in life, we tend to not like waiting because it, it, it's annoying and tiring to have to wait. Right. And when you wait, right, like this is, it reminds me like when you go to Disney world and you pay this much money to go to Disney world and you see there's like a 50 minute, 60 minute, 70 minute wait time. You're like, man, I have to wait. I like, I have to wait in the sun. I have to wait in the rain. I have to wait in this line. Like how annoying I have to wait this long to get on this ride. And it may be a new ride that maybe it just came out and you have to wait two or three hours, or it may be a ride that you've never written and you're willing to wait. Right. And, but as you're waiting in line, you're, you're like annoyed. You're tired. You're like, Oh my God, here I am waiting. Right. And for people who like me like to go back to Disney world, we're accustomed to this, right? We, it's, it's like preparing ourselves to go to the doctor. You know, you have to wait when you go to Disney, you know, you have to wait. You got to bring your patience. Right. And in life, you have to wait, right? God tells us to wait on him. And God tells us to wait on his blessing. And God tells us to, to wait. And, and waiting is part of like long suffering, right? Like it, it's something that builds your patience. It's something that builds your character. It's something that's good for you. Okay. And you might be on the right track and you might be meeting, you might be on your way to your goal, on your way to your miracle, but God tells you, but you have to wait again. And I'm trying to encourage myself and encourage you because I'm at this point where I'm super grateful. I don't have fibrosis. I don't have a problem with my thyroid. I don't have a problem with um, endometriosis. I don't have a problem with pain. I am so grateful that none of those results came out of that doctor's appointment. And I'm so happy. 
But at the same time, I still hope and I still hold on to what God has promised me. And I'm excited to receive it, but guys, I am waiting. <laughs> I am waiting. So I was like, you know what? Let me go to a scripture. I know that God wants to say something to me. I know that there's a scripture in there. It'll lift me up. It'll encourage me, and it'll help me through. And even when I was talking to my mom about this, right, after I told Lewis about it, after I told my mom about it, I was, I was like, you know what? And I don't even feel bad. I don't feel bad. I don't have resentment. I don't have regret. I know that there's a process and I know that God refines you in the process. I know that God allows you in the process to go through things that'll make you stronger. I know that God puts a waiting period on purpose. And I know that and I get that and I accept that. I just don't like to hear you're doing great, but you have to wait again. Um, and that's just me. That's just me. And, and I love God and I know that he has a purpose for this and he's doing something and I might not know what's going on behind the scenes and I may not ever know why I have to do this, but I know that God is faithful and I know that he is proud of the fact that I didn't shed tears. He's proud of the fact that I'm growing. I'm maturing. He's proud of the fact that Lewis and I had time to spend together, to talk about this, to be together, to build our romance, to build our relationship, our marriage, to, um, to spend time with my parents, to spend time with my mom, and to, to try new things out. I know that God is so happy that... I am not overthinking things, right? I just, I know that he knows that I am the way I am. And I'm trying, guys. So that's why I said, pray for me. Please pray for me. <laughs> because waiting is hard. And I've waited seven years. But within those seven years, I've had to wait. Every single time I go to the doctor, every single time they tell me, oh, you got to wait on the next cycle. Oh, you got to wait on this. Or you got to wait on that. Oh, I'm sorry it didn't come on time. I'm sorry it wasn't covered. Like, I'm annoyed. <laughs> but guys, there's a good thing that comes with waiting, okay? So I want to go to Isaiah, uh, Isaiah chapter 40, chapter 40, and I'm going to be reading from verse, from verse 27, okay? Prophet Isaiah, he's talking. He's trying to give you encouragement. He's telling you what God is saying, and this is what he says. All right. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 27. Why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord? My cause is disregarded by my God. Do you not know? Have you not seen? The Lord is everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the universe. He will not grow tired or weary. And his understanding, no one can fathom. Okay, I'm going to stop right there. Okay, because that's a lot to it to put into two verses, okay? I have been there, all right? I just want to say I've been there. I have complained, and I have said things, and, I have, and I've been so real with God to the point where I'm like, God, I didn't mean that. I mean, I, I did mean that, but I, I know you know how I feel, right? Because sometimes when you're real with God, you be saying things, and you're like, okay, God, I know I said that because that's how I feel, but I know what the Bible says, and I know you're faithful, and I know you hear me, and I know that you have a reason, and I know that you're taking care of me, right? So, yes, I have been there. And here Isaiah is like, okay, listen, I get it. You're complaining, and you don't understand what's happening. But I need to let you know, the good news is 
God is still God. God is still the creator of the universe. Okay. He doesn't grow tired. He's not tired of, of who you are, what you're doing, what you're dealing with, but you're never going to understand his understanding. See, God is going to do things that you are not going to understand and you have to be okay with that. I'm sorry to say it. God is going to do things that you're not going to understand and you have to be okay with that. That is called submission. Okay. It's called submission when you follow and obey God, even though you don't know why he has you doing that. Well, God, why do you have me waiting at this time after this many years when you know that I'm ready, that Lewis is ready? Well, God, why do you have me waiting for this promotion when you know I have put in a lot of work and I have, I have received high compliments and I have worked really hard? Why don't you just give me the promotion now? Well, God, I know, I know, God, that your, your ways are higher than my ways. Your will is better than my will. But God, I just, I don't understand it. Why do you have me treating this person so well when they don't even treat me well? Like, why do I have to put up with their attitude when they don't even apologize to me for what they did to me? And, and when we say these things, we're thinking about ourselves. That's the truth of the fact, right? We're thinking of ourselves. Well, why do I have to do this? And why do you call me to do that? And why, God, I, I don't understand you. I, I, I. And here, Isaiah is telling you, like, listen, I need to remind you, okay? God doesn't work on your schedule. God doesn't work on your will. He works on your behalf, but not in your time. God doesn't put miracles to happen when they're convenient for you. Sometimes he takes away the conveniency so that you work harder. And when you receive that miracle, you can be even more proud and, and faithful and boastful on what God did and not you. And I say that to me. I say that to me, not just to the person listening. I say that to me, okay? We think about ourselves. We complain about ourselves. We talk about our things, okay? And God knows the desires of our heart. But we have to understand God is the creator of the universe. God knows what's best for us, and we have to submit to his ways. Even if we don't understand it, even if it sounds weird, even if it sounds retarded, even if other people are like, you are wasting your time, it is not worth it for you to answer their phone calls. It is not worth it for you to do the extra work when you're not going to get the credit. It is not worth it for you to keep spending money in something that some people probably believe that God doesn't want you to be a mom, right? These are the things that, that people say. People, people who don't know God or people who even do know God, right? They, they put in their own perceptions based on their own experience. But what we need to understand is God's word is higher than your experience. God's word is bigger than your perception. So this verse is basically telling me, Exactly that, right? Like, I hear you complaining. I understand how you feel. But what you don't understand is God is working, okay? You don't understand God's understanding and God's ways, but you still have to submit. You still have to listen. You still have to wait, okay? Verse 29, it says, he gives strength to the weary. He, God. God gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youth grow tired and weary, and even young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. All right, I'm going to stop there. I know there's still more. 
And you guys are probably a lot more uh, familiar with the bottom half of verse 31. But I want to stop there. Not only do we have to recognize that we are not going to understand what God is doing in our lives, we also have to understand that he knows you're going to be tired. <laughs> oh, my God, that makes me laugh. He, God knows that you're going to get tired. God knows that you're going to get weary, anxious, worried. God knows that you're going to get annoyed. He knows. I mean, Jesus walked on this earth. He knew what those feelings were. I mean, we don't know if Jesus was tired every time people were like, are you the Messiah? And he was so nice in the way he answered them. <laughs> but we don't know if Jesus was really, I mean, tired of hearing that over and over again. I can't believe it. You know, but he's performing these miracles and all of this stuff. But God knows what tiredness is. He knows what weariness is. He knows what sadness is. He understands what you're feeling. <laughs> he gets the fact that you may be tired. And I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate the fact that God knows that we get tired. When he refers to even youth grow tired, it reminds me of the fact well, it reminds me first of what the doctor told me. <laughs> she tells me, well, Stephanie, women that are much younger usually tend to have much healthier egg quality. And as they grow older, their egg quality decreases. And I get that, right? That's biology. When you're young, you, you're, you're young in your body, you're young in your spirit, you're, you want to move forward, you're, your energy is higher, right? You're, you're not as, uh, I can't say you're not as stressed because some, some teenagers and young adults get stressed out, but you're, you're, the way your body functions is at a much higher rate than the way your body's going to function when you're older. And that's biology, right? As you grow older, your, your eggs as females, they're going to decrease. Okay, we're not like men. Men will produce sperm forever, okay? But as, as women, your eggs will, your egg quality will decrease. Your egg number will decrease. And, and he says this because he's like, listen, it doesn't matter what age you are. Even if you feel like you are young now, even if you feel like you may be going closer to an adult's age, right? I think of myself, I'm like, okay, listen, I'm 31, right? And literally one of the managers that I met in Vegas is just turned 30 the weekend I was there. And even I felt like, wow, like he's 30. Like he look, he's, he's doing a lot. He's a manager of a resort. Like, wow, that's impressive. Right. But I got to think also, I'm like, I'm in my thirties too. Now I might be in my thirties, but Lewis is in his older thirties. Okay. And that might change the way things go with us having kids. But God knows that even the young or the people who believe they're young, they get tired. And that, that's what he wants us to understand. So young men are going to stumble. They're going to fall. Youth are going to get tired. You're going to get tired. He gets it. But then he says this. He says, but even though you might get tired, those who wait in the Lord will renew their strength. Those I'm sorry, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Am I reading that right? What, what version is this? Lord? Okay, so this is the new international version. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Let's see, because I want to change the version here. If I change the version to the message, because I like that version too. 
Isaiah chapter 40, verse uh, 30. Okay. He doesn't, okay. He doesn't get tired out. Don't pause to catch his breath. He's talking about God. He knows everything inside and out. Okay, that's wonderful. God knows everything inside and out. God energizes those who get tired and gives strength to dropouts. <laughs> For even young people tire and drop out. Okay, when I hear the word drop out, I think of quitting, giving up, throwing in the towel. Like when I think of dropout, like college dropout, like you're, you're quitting on school, you're leaving, you're done with it. Like that's what I think of. So to read this is really funny because not only does he know that you're going to get tired, but he knows that you're probably going to feel like giving up. You're probably going to feel like giving up. You're probably going to feel like throwing in the towel. You're probably going to say, I'm done with this. It's over. I don't want to deal with it anymore. Guys, I've been there. <laughs> I have been there. There has been one whole year within those seven years where Lewis and I were like, I'm tired of timing my cycle. I'm tired of checking my temperature in the morning. I'm tired of getting blood work done. I'm tired of seeing the hormones. <laughs> And I wanted to quit. And we, we mentally needed to take a year off. And I think it was 2019. I believe 2019, right before the pandemic, that's when we stopped. We were like, okay, it's done. Like, we need a break. God understands that feeling. And, and God says, you know what? You may be tired and you may want to drop out. And you may stumble and fall. Okay, and here it says, but those who wait upon God get fresh strength. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. That's what the New King James Version is, which a lot of you guys are familiar with, right? Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their, God shall renew their strength. Guys, if you are waiting on something, maybe You've been waiting for a couple weeks. Maybe you've been waiting for a couple months. Maybe you've been like me. You've been waiting seven years. Maybe you've been waiting longer than seven years, right? I came today to say you're good. You're good. You're on the right track, but you have to wait again. And waiting doesn't mean giving up. <laughs> waiting doesn't mean giving up. Waiting doesn't mean quitting. Waiting doesn't mean blaming God. Waiting doesn't mean saying that God is not on your side. Waiting doesn't mean throwing in the towel. Waiting on God is literally like waiting in a waiting room to get your name called. Literally, right? You had a specific purpose to go to that doctor. And you signed the paperwork and you put that you arrived. And now you're waiting to get your name called. When God tells you to wait, you are on the journey you're called to be in. Okay. You are working on your goals and it hasn't happened yet. But God is telling you just keep waiting until I call your name. Keep waiting until I say your name. So right now, just go ahead and say your name. I'm going to say mine, Stephanie, Arlene, Ortega. <laughs> I'm waiting for God 
to say my name in the form of either a cycle coming or a positive pregnancy test. See, when you wait on God, God can call your name in different ways, okay? God can physically call your name out loud, and you may have that special divine uh, power, talent, gift from God where you can hear God calling your name. You could be exactly like that person uh, that just, hey, I, I was sleeping and I heard God call my name. He gave me a vision. You can probably wait for God to call your name in the form of a confirmation of what you've been asking for, which is what I'm asking for, right? I just want to, I want a period. I want a cycle. <laughs> but I have to wait on God and I have to not give up. And I have to, I have to know that while I'm in the waiting room, I cannot get into the spirit of giving up. I have to be ready for them to call my name. The worst thing that can happen, right? Because it's happened to me before, and I'm just telling you from experience, okay? When you go into the waiting room and you're not prepared and they call your name and you can't do what you have been wanting to do. I'll tell you this, right? Funny story. There was a time <laughs> in my life a couple of years ago where they would call my name and be like, okay, I need you to, you know, give a urine sample. And I could not, for the life of me, give a urine sample on the spot. I couldn't. I, I would drink water. I would bring it. I would, I would literally put the faucet on. And because I was so in my head and not trusting God, and I was so worried about what the results were and if this was going to happen and if, if, if it doesn't happen and how much it's going to cost and what if I can't afford it. I was so wrapped up in my insecurities that I literally stopped, provoked my body from letting go urine. I would leave, like the doctor would literally be like, okay, but we really need you to do this, right? And it would take a couple minutes, longer than usual, and I was not ready. And, and it was embarrassing because this is something you should be prepared for <laughs> because you know they're going to ask, right? And I just couldn't. So I had to find different solutions, different ways. I had to do research. I had to read. I had to listen to podcasts. Guys, listen, podcasts, if you listen to a podcast by a doctor, a preacher, a leader, people that are developed in the area that you need help in, Listen to it and, and use those tools because, I mean, I listen to so many PCOS nutritionists, doctors, dietitians, and, it's, and whenever you gain knowledge, it's good for you. <laughs> if you gain the proper knowledge from somebody who's licensed, who's endured, uh, who, who has the experience, went to school for that, is like a long-time pastor, preacher, minister, you're, God is going to use that for your benefit. OK, so I, I listened to podcasts and, and I found so many different tools to help me so that that issue doesn't happen again. So when you're waiting, OK. Take the tools that you can to prepare yourself for when they call your name. So when God is going to call you, when God gives you that confirmation, when God shows you something, when God says your name, then you can't sit there and be like, oh, I wasn't ready. 
I wasn't ready. See, you could be surprised. But if you're surprised and you weren't ready, it's kind of bad because you know what you're you, you're waiting for something for a purpose. Right. You, you don't want to be like, oh, I was waiting and I missed it. And you don't want that. So you, you got to wait on the Lord expecting and prepared for what's going to happen. So in my example, I'm in the waiting room. I am expecting to get my cycle or to get a positive pregnancy test. And I'm going to wait on the Lord. And as I'm waiting on him, I am preparing myself. So how am I preparing myself? I am praying for myself. I, and I'm asking for prayer from you guys. And I'm asking for prayer for my husband and my family and my friends. I am reading the word more. I am listening to pastors and preachers more. I am uh, giving my tithes and offering. I am putting a priority on going back to church. I am purposely choosing to go to church to listen to the word of God, to be in community. And I am preparing myself for when the day comes that God calls me and when God calls me I'm gonna be so happy I'm gonna be so 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 happy I mean I'm I'm already grateful now but I'm gonna be so full of joy and it might be something really really dumb for you guys for people who are regular people who are normal people who don't have hormone imbalances you're probably like oh my god that's so weird and you may not understand it but I'm preparing myself regardless and sometimes you have to prepare yourself for bad Yes. Sometimes you have to prepare yourself for the bad to happen. The other end of the stick is it doesn't happen. Maybe God isn't calling you for a reason. Maybe God isn't giving you what you're asking for for a reason. And you don't understand that reason because that's God's reason. But you have to prepare yourself either way. So how? what am I saying? I'm saying I'm going to prepare myself for the best, but I'm also going to prepare myself for if it doesn't happen. And the doctor told me, she's like, okay, listen, if you don't get it, uh, if you don't get your cycle after four or five months, you have to call the doctor's office and we need to do another ultrasound and we need to do another blood work and we might have to put you on medication. There is nothing wrong with Jesus and medication. I believe that God uses science And sometimes it is necessary for you to trust the doctors so that you can get what you're asking for, okay? I also believe that you need faith. And this is going to hurt a lot of people because some people think, well, I have to have a lot of faith. I can't believe everything the the doctor says. Listen, there are some doctors that will make you feel foolish and, and unknowledgeable. But if you believe in God and you know that God is on your side, if you research and you prepare and you read and you educate yourself, then you can be able to say, okay, God, I'm going to surrender to you, and I'm going to take the medication that the doctor tells me, but I have faith that you are going to do the miracle. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's like Jesus and therapy. I don't think there's anything wrong with therapy. If you are dealing with something and you need therapy, even if you just want to go to a therapist and just talk about what you need to talk about, Go ahead and do it. But don't think that just because you're doing that, you're, you don't have faith in God. You can have faith in God and you can still use the medication that God is giving you through the doctors. Okay? God puts the doctors there to help you, to guide you, and to move you in the right direction. 
And in the name of Jesus, God is going to heal you before the doctor even tells you when it is to expect what you're expecting. See, that's the other thing, right? I believe from my experience, okay, my personal experience, not only through all of this I'm going through with PCOS, not only through my journey with infertility, but through what I went through as a child, I had severe asthma. And I'm so happy to say that by the grace of God and the faith of my parents, I was able to get medical attention, okay? I was using uh, breathing techniques. I was on medication. I was getting allergy shots. I was trying to uh, work things out. I, I had a, a air filter connection nebulizer thing that I had to deal with for many years, okay? But I believe that God placed my parents at the correct doctor's office to finally understand what was going on with my body, but they also, God also placed my parents in a position where they had the authority and faith to say, this stops now. I'm trusting God. He's going to do the miracle. They didn't just start by saying, we're not going to get her checked out. We're not going to go to the doctor. We're not going to do any tests. They didn't start off saying, I'm going to cancel that. I'm not going to talk about it. You, you can't ignore what is happening in your body. You cannot. You, if you're sick, you need to address the sickness, right? You, you can't just be like, oh, well, I'm sick and, and I might have cancer, but I don't want to get any type of cancer treatment, okay? You, you need to be smart, all right? And part of being smart is going to the doctor. Find out what is the cause, what is the root cause, what is the situation. And then after you get the knowledge, put your faith in action. Don't just leave it like that. Pray to God. Declare healing. Connect with people that are going to pray with you. Connect with people that are going to lay hands. Put some oil on you. You know how many times I put oil on me? I, I literally, I put oil on all of my baby products inside of my bedroom. And I still have in the second bedroom. I have uh, the stroller and the bassinet and the, the pack and play. Listen, I laid hands on these and I will continue to do it. All right. I have faith that God is going to give me my child, but I'm not blind to understanding the root cause of my PCOS. I know it has to do with what I'm eating. I know I got it because I got off of birth control. I was on it for a long time and it had a lot of hormones. I know what my root cause is, but I also know that my God is bigger. So I'm going to continue to do my treatment and I'm going to continue to see the doctor and I'm going to continue to change my eating habits, go to the gym. But you better believe I'm going to still have faith in God to believe that he's going to do the miracle, that he's going to prepare me, that he's going to give me my family. And you know what? I even told I, I told my family, I told Lewis, I said, listen, if God doesn't give me a biological child, I believe I'm still going to have a family. And that means I, I might consider uh, surrogacy. I might consider adoption. I might consider, you know, IVF. I might consider IUI. I might consider uh, fostering. I'm so open to God's promise to me that I'm not going to close options, windows, doors. I'm going to pursue what I, it is that I desire. I desire a child, my husband. Okay, a biological child. That's what my desire is, what my heart is. But but I also have faith that God is going to give us a child, regardless if it's biological or it's, a, it's adopted or fostered, we are going to have a family. And, and I believe in God enough to know that he is faithful and he's going to do what he says he's going to do. So if you're going to wait on the Lord, wait on the Lord, 
and trust him and be obedient to him and be preparing yourself for what's going to come. So let me wrap it up a little bit. So verse 31, and this is the message version, Isaiah 40, 31. Uh, but those who wait upon God get fresh strength. And here's what everybody else knows. They spread their wings and soar like eagles. They run and don't get tired. They walk and don't lag behind. All right. Um, the new, what is this called? The New Living Translation, it says, um, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on, the w- on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Now, listen, God refers to eagles for a reason. <laughs> eagles, uh, they have a huge wingspan. They can be in the sky for a long time. They don't get tired, all right? Their vision is on the ground even though they're super high. And that's a revelation in itself. Listen, eagles, they can see what is scurrying on the ground from such a high altitude. So I believe when Jesus, when, when Isaiah gives this message, when Isaiah writes this down and he gets these words from God, he, maybe this is God telling me and you, okay? Maybe this is God telling me and you, listen, if you wait and trust in God, he will give you the strength like an eagle and you will soar high on wings like the eagles, okay? You're going to be high in the sky. You're going to be looking down at what God has prepared for you from a high altitude, from a place of un, uh, from not being naive, not being un- uneducated, unprepared. You're going to be in a level spiritually where you'll be able to recognize that what God has for you is much higher than what you have your eyes focused on. So you're, you're going to be able to walk and not be tired. You're going to be able to run and not grow weary. You're, you're going to be able to not stumble and fall. You're literally going to be able to have your eyes focused on the higher things that God has for you. See, God, well, God will sometimes put you in a position that's high, but even though you feel you're high, you're still at God's feet. Even though you may feel you're at your highest level, you're super blessed, your income is great, financially you're good, your kids are walking in the ways of the Lord, and, and you think you got it all together, right? You, you may be one of those people who are like, I don't have any problems right now, like I, 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 I'm doing great health-wise, but we need to be, understand that we need to continue to be humble. Just because God gave you the promotion doesn't mean that you're higher than his will. Right. Just because you achieved your goal doesn't mean that God doesn't have anything better. I mean, good lined up for you next doesn't mean that that's the end of the race. Okay, so when God tells you, I need you to trust me, I need you to 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 follow me while you're waiting on me to call your name. Know that when I call your name. You will have the strength you need. To receive it. You will not be tired. You will not be sad. You will be at a point where you will have joy, where you'll be boasting of what God has done, where you're going to be giving testimony to so many different people. Your testimony is going to change the lives of others. And you're going to be like the eagles. You're going to soar. You're going to have energy. You're going to be in the place that God called you to be. And you're going to feel like you are high on life. 
And that high is not coming from a substance on the earth. That high is coming from who God is. That high is coming from what God has placed in you, how God is using you, how people are being transformed by your testimony. So I know this is a long podcast. It's been a while. I haven't done one of these. But I wanted to just let you guys know what's going on, why I've been away. <laughs> I also wanted to encourage you because you may be like me, right? You, you, may, you may be in a situation where you're like, yo, they told me I'm good. They told me I'm on the right track. They told me everything is fine. But they told me I got to wait. They told me I got to wait. That's okay. <laughs> we'll wait together. We'll wait together. I will pray for you. You will pray for me. You know, like, I, I'll, I'll send you a text. <laughs> send me a DM if you, need, if you need help, if you need words of encouragement. I'm here with you. I get it. <laughs> but don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Wait on God. He's about to call your name. He's about to give you what you're asking for. It may not be in your time, and it may feel longer than you expected. But always keep yourself preparing yourself, reading, learning. See, your wait is not in vain just because you're waiting. You learn things while you're waiting. <laughs> that's why they give you magazines in the waiting room. Oh, that's so retarded. But you guys notice whenever you go into a doctor's waiting room, they always have magazines. I feel like they do that because they know you're going to be waiting. And sometimes you wait long. <laughs> but no, I mean, some, some of the doctor's offices are cool because they even give you like outlets so that you can like plug in your phone or if you have to work your iPad. I mean, it's just crazy. But you know what? There's a reason. There's a reason for your waiting. So don't give up. Keep trusting God. Keep waiting on him. Your name is about to be called. So that's it. That's all I got for you. This was episode 219. I hope, it, I hope you got to the end. If you got to the end, please, in, in the comments, just write, I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting. Or send me a DM. I'm waiting. If you get to the end, please, like, send, send me a DM on the Remix Movement Instagram that, that just says I'm waiting or I'm praying for you. <laughs> but I really feel like coming back to this platform, this podcast, sharing with you guys my experience and what's been going on, I feel so much better. I told Louis, I said I miss it. <laughs> so we'll be back on Friday. And uh, we're doing Friday Prayer Wave. Don't miss that. It's going to be Friday Prayer Wave 40.0. Uh, and, and we're going to get back to this because we're about around the corner to get into season 12. Season 12 are the last three months, October, November, December. Yeah, the last three months of 2022. So God is doing some amazing things. I have lots of other notes on stuff. And, uh, yeah, stay tuned. All right. I love you guys, and, uh, and we'll talk to you again soon. God bless. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Remix Movement for more updates. Be sure to check out our videos on YouTube and subscribe. Feel free to send us a DM with your feedback, questions, and any topics that you would like to hear in any of our future episodes. Thank you, and God bless.